Wake me up when September ends. The beauty of being on a Tuesday, mm. Wednesday, and Thursday <laughs> means we have Monday to reflect. <laughs> exactly. The old 24 hour rule. Yeah. We when, need about, we need a, a 24 months, I when, think. <laughs> when everyone's very emotive, where you or you in this instance aren't able to sort of say anything that sort of you might regret, but it, it was a, a tough weekend for Port supporters. You can feel that. Um, so much promise throughout the year. I must say, like, in the end, I think they finished somewhere around where most people thought. So then I think they finished fifth overall. I, I had them between fifth and eighth. Um, they they flirted with going very much higher on the back of Jason Horn France, who's had an amazing year con- considering where he'd come from last year. Zach Butters, even more amazing considering where he was at the start of the year to where yeah. he is now. Brownlow Medal favourite, Players Association award winner. But unfortunately, the the cold hard facts, the last seven or eight games, Port Adelaide, through a whole range of reasons, just drifted out of form, uh, had some injuries, whereas the team they played went the other way. They were white hot. I think they're probably 11 of their last 12 or 10 of their last 12 GWS, whereas Port Adelaide, three of their last eight. So that's a pretty stark form differential in the cold, hard light of day. Now, once again, easy for me to say, I'm not a Port fan. I'm not emotive like others. So um, that's just how I see it. Our number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you call, you'll get on the air. It's as simple as that. So ring up Port fans, Crows fans. If you want to gloat, do it. It's fine. This is this is your vehicle. <laughs> Honestly, this is like um, this is the beauty of sport where emotions do take over. If you want to send text because um, you're too emotional and you don't want to swear on the radio, you can do that too. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. Thanks to Morn Team Ford Mount Barker for V Six Ranger. We will speak to Michelangelo Rucci a little bit later on just to get an insight into what's happening at Alberton. Um, and it would be good if we just had a chat about our perspective of where we were on Saturday night, mm. Bix, because you were on air for SCNSA. I was on the ground. I was in the McGarry room afterwards. How was that? Um, yeah, it was challenging. It was really challenging. And this is the thing where um, there's a lot of things that are unheard or unseen by supporters, which um, they've got a, a few feelings about how the club's acting at the moment or how the club has been over the past 24 to 48 hours. So one of the the representatives of the club, Stephen Shirley, came up to me because I will go at the end of the game onto the, the microphone in the McGarry room, welcome the player. What are you laughing at? Shirley, you can't be serious. Oh, That's all I thought of. It's not time for jokes. No, <laughs> um, so, I didn't want to say it, but no. then you prompted me. I just had a smirk on my face. No, it's very layered, this whole thing, because um, it is. it's like my responsibility at the end of the game is to go to the McGarry room mm. and get everybody up and about. And yeah, That's not going to happen. No, nah, it's not going to happen. And we were unsure who was going to make an appearance. So prior to the the game and the nightmare occurring because oh. Wake me up when September ends. Uh, we were told that Tom Jonas was going to be up there. Um, an assistant coach who was more than likely going to be Josh Carr and the leadership group in Ollie Wines uh, and Darcy Byrne Jones would be up there too. And 
leading uh, into that moment, um, the club shirls turned to me and said, look, it's really important that you acknowledge how the supporters are feeling right now. And that's exactly what I do. Mm. And that's exactly what I did because I can't be anything but authentic. And it was tough. There are a lot of supporters saying, where's Ken? Why isn't, why isn't he going to show his face? Where's mm. Koshy? Matt Richardson got up and spoke really well. Yep. Um, but I just said, like, let's be honest here. How I was feeling is I was in shock. Mm. Um, I was really disappointed with, with how the team played because I know that they're better than that. And that was probably the most disappointing thing where you go to a game expecting to win. I thought we were going to win by 10 goals. Really? Yep. Mm. Really confident. I, I tipped Port Adelaide on the back of I – di- I just thought they would feed off the energy of their crowd. Great crowd too, 45,000 yep. people there, which was good. But unfortunately, the, 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 the stark reality between a team in form and a team out of form was just so stark. Like yeah. You think about you know, Scott Lysette battled manfully but was laboring. Um, Finlayson wasn't in the team because he just hadn't been able to find the footy. Charlie Dixon came back after seven weeks out. So he came back in cold. Trent McKenzie has had no continuity. He was coming back from a, an ankle injury, which was coming back from a knee injury. Mm. His whole leg looked like he had a wooden leg, you know, like it's all strapped up. Um, and then you've got other players. You know, Ryan Burton hasn't been in great form for a long time. I know he did a good job on Charlie Cameron, but he's, you know, he's not having a super season. Ryan Burton had one of his poorer games of his career on Saturday I'm, night. I'm just saying, like, you can go through the whole team. You know, you've got Ollie Wines, who after the game said it's the worst year of his career. You know, like, so when you've, there's seven or eight players. Seven or eight players in a team is, you know, it's a third of your team. Can you win against a side who is white hot? and played one of their best games, you just can't. Like, you think Cornelio had one of his best games ever. Kelly was amazing. Tom Green is, I think, right now the best midfielder in the competition. Briggs is is probably in the top three ruckman in the competition. But everything you're saying is wonderful in hindsight, but you started that sentence by saying you tip Port to win. Mm. And the majority of people did because there was an expectation that Port Adelaide would win or put up a show which was a lot better mm. than what they put up on Saturday night. So My, Mine was more hopeful. I was hopeful <laughs> for Port Adelaide and their fans that they could win because they had a great year and I just felt they deserved a bit better. I mentioned the form going into the into the this final round. They won three of their last eight games. This is who they played. They played Carlton in round 18, lost. Collingwood round 19, lost. Adelaide round 20, lost. Geelong round 21, lost. Mm. They beat GWS uh, and won. That was at home. They beat Fremantle in a win, and they beat Richmond in a win. Then they played Brisbane, lost. Greater Western Sydney, lost. So the reality is... Carlton, Collingwood and Adelaide either played in the finals or Adelaide were in reasonable shape. Uh, Geelong are, a, you know, a, yeah, Adelaide and Geelong are about reasonable teams. So they really beat, they beat GWS, which is the only good win really in eight weeks. Other than that, they beat Fremantle and Richmond and then they lost against Brisbane and GWS. So their form line didn't really suggest that they would start this game favourite, you know, but like I said, it's still got halfway through the last quarter. And I thought Port Adelaide is still a chance to, to win this game and they probably will. And at the end of it, we'll be relieved. Mm. And it just didn't happen. No, they, I don't think they had any right to win because you can make the exact same argument about GWS in the second quarter. Yeah. Kick five goals, seven. 
look, just some of the numbers are so stark in, in regards to contested possession, 144 to 125. So that's, you know, 20 difference. That's a 10 goal. That's a 10 goal difference generally when it's in that regard. The clearances, 45 to 29. And it was exactly the same at halftime. It was 29-12 at halftime. Scores from clearances were a disaster. That five-goal run, four of those were, were directly from stoppage. So the, the the funny part of it is, is so much was made of Charlie Dixon, Trent McKenzie, the big forwards, the big defenders. What are they going to do? But the reality was it was the midfield where they were smashed, mm. absolutely smashed. And so for me, that's that's the area they've got to get better at. And I'll talk about that in the five things I learned about Port Adelaide on the weekend because there's so much Good to come out of it, but there's still so so much work to do with that young midfield. We're here thanks to Ty Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. I tell you what, if I was ever going to recycle the video of me smashing a TV and put it on social media, <laughs> someone actually passed comment about that Adelaide. Get Adelaide will say, watch out for your TV when you get home. Um, the, the feeling amongst the supporters, there's a lot of different feelings, Bix. There's anger. Some of them want blood. Mm-hmm. Others just feel about, um, I guess, there's a fair bit of people, like a, a portion of the supporters walking around with the whole I told you so mentality. Mm, yeah. But this is what I need from you today. I need a promise from you today. Yes. Because you're very balanced. Mm-hmm. You are measured. Yep. You are calm. Mm-hmm. You are analytical. When I saw you this morning walking into Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo and just SA, you almost gave me a TED talk on why Port Adelaide didn't win the game. We need to <laughs> embrace our emotions and let yeah. them be emotions. We can't control them. We mm. can't be methodical. We can't be calm or balanced. We need to feel these feelings. So don't patronize us with you being no, balanced no, no, today. No. I'm just saying today. Today, <laughs> okay, okay. let us feel stuff. I, what I'm trying to do is bring some levity. I, I, I'm putting my hand up and saying I can do this dispassionately because I'm not emotionally charged. Yeah, but you need like, to get around us and um, show empathy and say I'm trying to understand how you feel and not go, here's a PowerPoint presentation on how the midfield fell short. No, what I'm what I'm trying to do is, is sell a little bit of hope mm. that this isn't an, this isn't like some people are suggesting, ah, well, if we can't win it this year, we can never win it. And, you know, we've got to rub it all out and start again. And the coach is a disaster. Sack the everyone. CEO, chairman. MC. MC. Get rid of. Mascot. Yeah. Rub it all out. Let's start again. Like, still a lot of good. You don't win 17 games in a year without having a few things go right. Now, the issue is... It's all about timing. And I, people that have listened to me for a while will, will know what I'm about to say. To win a premiership, all the planets have to align. Oh, how would you know? Oh, exactly. Have a look at how many things went right. You know, this is what I, I marvel yeah. at when we were lucky enough to win a flag because so many things went right. And then for Adelaide fans, fast forward the next 25 years and think about 05 and 06, when Adelaide were the best team in the competition, had a percentage of 170, 170 deep into the year and didn't make a grand final. Mark Rusciuto suspended in round 23, Parvo virus, Andrew McLeod, an infected foot, all the, you know, Ben Cousins and the, you know, I couldn't stop him from running. There's a million different things. And then go to 
2017, where Adelaide were the dominant team in the competition. And even then, it didn't turn out on Grand Final. Like, there are so many elements that have to go right. And unfortunately for Port Adelaide, the element this year was you've got to be in great form at the right time of the year. And that 13-week period when they were in great form was in the middle of the year. GWS were three and seven when after I, 10 games. When I talk about emotions, though, I did think about this last night because you and I are in a very privileged position when we speak into this microphone mm. every week. Um, we get a media pass to go to Adelaide Oval to watch the football, right? Yep. And we have good seats. We have access to the ground. There's in, And this isn't just exclusive to Port Adelaide. This is both of our teams. Yep. Um, there are people, and the majority of people that spend the only money that they can afford to, mm-hmm. to buy a membership, mm-hmm. spend extra money to go yep. to the finals, mm-hmm. parking, family, go to watch their team play. And Take the, my hat off. Their team's result is, is going to be the thing which determines their happiness for the week. Mm. So for the supporters to, to turn up and see that, mm. I completely understand that all of these emotions going through them. And I think it's sometimes hard for us to yeah. step into that mindset because no, there yeah. will be a time where we're not in this position with a media pass and all that stuff where we will be having to um, go and buy our tickets to stuff where we go far out. We're investing in something which has caused so much disappointment. And yeah, you've got to balance out the joy mm. and also the um, disappointment. But there was so much hope which was taken away in mm. in three quarters of football on the weekend. But I'll balance that out with, I've also been in the situation where as a player, you've dedicated 12 months. So so think of a player who started this preseason, probably October, running around for three months, torturing yourself. And and you want to win more than anything. Like Travis Boak. This isn't this isn't a season of work. This is a this is almost a, a lifetime of work trying to get to where he wants to get to, which is a grand final and, a, and win a premiership. Um, you know, Tom Jonas. There's there's so many others that that you know. Like I'm trying to get out is that nobody wants to do well more than the players, yep. more than the coach. You know, I've lived it. It's sixty hours a week of. Injury prevention, rehab, down the beach in the morning. All, there's a million different things that you dedicate yourself to try and get the result, to feed into that team so that you can give supporters uh, and members joy and hope. So, yes, we can be angry that as fans that they don't get it right on the day, but it's never through a lack of effort. It's never through a lack of desire and willingness to, to want to be good. It's just sometimes, you know, there's got to be a loser on the day, but they would be disappointed and the fans can be disappointed. They didn't bring their best game when they needed.